got to thinking about a couple of things, and y'all may be seated. You know, the psalmist said, My horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn. And he said this, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That's my confession for myself, for Brenda, and for this church. We shall be anointed with fresh oil. Glory to God. The refreshing that comes from the Spirit of the Lord is what anoints us individually. But also anoints us corporately with a corporate grace and a corporate anointing. And so say often, say often, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I'm a carrier of the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord refreshes me and brings refreshing to those all around me. We as a church shall be satisfied <laughs> with what? The fullness of his presence. That's what Brenda just read. Psalm 30, what was it? 36 verse 8. Let's look at that. Psalm 36 8. This just really came to me as she was sharing. We shall be abundantly satisfied, now notice, with the fullness of thy house. Well, this is his house. And in his house, when we are individually anointed with fresh oil, and we come into his house and into this place, the corporate grace and corporate anointing gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And great satisfaction shall be the result, not only of you, not only shall you be satisfied with the fullness of the glory of this house, but those that walk in this place shall all be also be partakers of this great glory and this great grace. So say it often and say it boldly. I shall. We shall. We shall be anointed with fresh oil. And the fullness of this house shall bring great satisfaction in my life, in my family, and to everyone that walks through these doors. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. Kasama tori givujedima miracles in this house. Vrasa prondiste barandole diste ana. Oh, beyond, 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 beyond what you've seen. Beyond what you've seen heretofore. Beyond what you've seen up until now. Oh, brakiseama. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Glory to God. And so we taste, Lord, and we see that you are so good. Mm, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. 
I was praying in the Holy Ghost this afternoon and that just came to me. I shall be anointed. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. And not only that, I'm going to stay anointed. I'm going to stay full. How about you? You see, of his fullness have we all received. We've received his fullness, but we must maintain this fullness. This fullness of his presence, this fullness of his word, this fullness of his spirit must be maintained. And that is up to each and every individual. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what to do. You know where to go. Hallelujah. To walk in and to live in the overflow. Amen. Overflow. 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 Everyone pray it. Overflow. Glory to God. Overflow. Mm, thank you, Lord, for the overflow. The overflow. Moving, 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 moving. Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. One of the greatest prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus is found over there in Ephesians, the third chapter. And I want you to notice with me in verse 19. This is just a part of his prayer. He's praying that they would know the love of Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, which passeth human knowledge. And that they might be filled with what? That they might be filled with all the fullness of God. The Amplified says that they may have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body or become a church or become a house. Holy, filled and flooded. Whoo, glory. Holy filled and flooded with God himself. Holy filled and flooded with love himself. Your father who created this glorious, glorious universe. Who created planets that are bigger than our galaxy. Galaxy. The one whose universe is expanding by the very speed of light. This heavenly father who holds all this in the palm of his hands. He said that his intention was for you and me to be filled with all the fullness of God. what What a God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 8. He said, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Oh, he's mindful of you. He's mindful of us. His hand is upon you his hand is upon you his hand is upon us for good what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit is him 
For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Literally, angels there is Elohim. He's made us a little lower than himself. And has crowned you. (laughs) He's crowned you with glory and honor. By faith, I can see a crown on all of your heads. You've been, you're a child of the king, you're a king's kid, but the crown we wear is a crown of glory. It's a crown of his divine favor upon our lives. Next verse. You have made him to have dominion over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Wow. I was listening to a very, very uh, anointed pastor, Pastor Bill Johnson, who pastors uh, Bethel Church up there in Reading. A wonderful, wonderful man of God with such a, a humble spirit. And he was teaching along the lines of fullness. And he said this, that fullness is measured in overflow, not in what you contain. You got to think about that a moment. He said this, that fullness is not measured in what we can contain, but fullness is measured in overflow. You and I were designed for overflow. How many of you know we are vessels that leak, right? That means that we need to stay under the spout that fills us time and time again. He also said this. I like this. It's kind of funny. He says, if you don't leak, you're bound way too tight. (laughs) Well, thank God we're not bound around here. Amen. We're leaking all over the place. Amen. We're spilling out all over this place. You know, if I had uh, two bottles here in my hand and they were both full bottles, And you know, when you buy a bottle of drinking water, it's full, but it's not overflowing. Now, if I was to open the other bottle and uh, open that bottle that was full and just pour and pour and pour, what would happen? It would spill out over the place. That, my friends, is overflow. And Paul, the apostle, writing to the church at Ephesus said something that is very important for us to realize. Notice with me in Ephesians chapter 5, if you would, verses 15 through 20. He said, see that you walk circumspectly. Now, another way of saying circumspectly is see that you walk uprightly. See that you walk with integrity. Walk circumspectly. We need Christians who will live right. Amen. Talk right. Amen. And walk right. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. No, no one will argue with that. For the world, the days are evil. For the church, the days are bright. And so light dispels darkness, which we talked about a week ago. Now notice this next verse. He says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
Now back to that one verse, redeeming the time. Everyone say redeeming the time. Now that word redeeming the time means this, buying up the opportunities. Or, in other words, not wasting time. How many of you know the days are going by? The decades are flying by. And it won't be very long before we'll all be in the presence of the Lord. And I think that one of the greatest regrets that many Christians are going to have is that when they get to heaven, they will say, Oh man, I wish I would have done this. Or I wish I would have done that. I wish I hadn't wasted time. I don't know how many billion people are in the world today, but did you know that people are departing every two seconds? One, two, every two seconds. Sooner or later, your second will be up. Amen? Hopefully not too soon. But it would behoove us as born-again, spirit-filled Christians in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation to buy up every opportunity that we have, as Brother George said, to keep our stake in the ground and go for it with all of our might in the last of these last days. I wish I had a friend up here. I don't know if I do or not. And then he says, Wherefore, be not under, uh, unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Can we understand what the will of the Lord is? How are we going to understand what the will of the Lord is for us personally? For us as a church? Well, the next verse tells us how. The next verse says this, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. When you and I are filled with the Spirit and stay filled with the Spirit, we'll know exactly what the will of the Lord and the plan of the Lord is for our life. Answers for your life are found in the Spirit. Answers for my life and for this ministry are found not in the emptiness, but in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then the next question is, how do I get filled with the Spirit? Well, how many of you know that there's an initial infilling of the Holy Spirit that we all experience? But there must be constant refillings for the very fact that we leak. So how is it then that we stay full of the Spirit so that we can redeem the time, so that we can understand what the will of the Lord is? The next verse says, speaking. Speaking. Speaking to yourselves. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, psalms, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I say to you tonight that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you just can't keep quiet. You got a song in your heart. You may not be called to record, but you're called to sing. The Bible says we are to sing psalms. Somebody says, well, I'm not a prophet. I can't sing a psalm. Can you read the 23rd psalm? 
That is a prophetic psalm. Can you read the 91st psalm? It's a prophetic psalm. Psalms 146 through Psalms 150 are prophetic. I encourage you in these days in which we live, open up your Bible and recite those psalms. And even if you're not given to song, start singing them. And you'll see that something amazing will happen to you. You'll get full unto a place where you start overflowing. And here's what happens when we get into that place of fullness. Your head gets out of the way. I said your head gets out of the way. And your heart then has full sway. That's so important. There are so many distractions. So many things that come to our mind. And come into the city of our soul. We have to practice the presence of the Lord. And practice the fullness of the Spirit. And shut this head down. And start living in. And start rejoicing in out of our heart. Amen. Say it with me, overflow three times. Overflow, overflow, overflow. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about being filled with the Holy Ghost in me. You, you all open to that? One translation says, don't get drunk on wine, but tank up in the Spirit. Tank up on the Spirit. Amen. Now, on the day of Pentecost, they had been drinking up there in the upper room, hadn't they? They were so full of the Holy Ghost that they ended up on the street. Those guys were under the influence. They were intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. And where it says, but be filled with the Spirit, it literally says, but be being filled with the Spirit continuously. Now, here it is, New Year's Eve, right? You suppose there's going to be a few open bottle arrests tonight? You suppose there's going to be some drunks out there riding down the road? You suppose there's going to be some parties out there where people get intoxicated? Amen, there is. I shouldn't say amen, there is, but yes, indeed. Now, we don't, we don't, we're not in that crowd anymore, are we? And they have now what they call designated drivers. Well, I think in the local church, we ought to start having some designated drivers. Amen? To get to where we get so full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need a friend to drive us home. Another translation says this. Drink the Spirit of God, huge draughts of Him. Now, here's what happens. We will enter into the realm of revelation when we are filled with the Spirit. Mark Hankins says it this way, when you drink better, you'll think better. Say that that with me. When I drink better, I'm going to think better. Now Jesus addressed this over in John. In chapter, uh, I believe it's chapter 7. Notice with me over here in uh, verse 37 of John chapter 7. Uh, yeah, verse 37 through 39. Let's read it together. Ready, read. In the last day, 
that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He didn't say go to the liquor store and get a bottle of Thunderbird and drink. He didn't say that. He didn't say go down to the marijuana dispensary and tap into some of those spirits and take into that. No, he said, I am the source of your fullness. I'm what you're looking for. The search has ended because I am the end to your search. I am the one that has living water. And ho, everyone that thirsteth, let him come unto me and drink. Woohoo, glory to I wonder, do we have any drinkers in the house tonight? I know there's a few stinkers, but I'm wondering, are there just a few Holy Ghost drinkers here tonight? Amen. Well, just by faith, go ahead and just take a big drink. Just go ahead and drink in, drink in, drink in of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let him come. Let him come. Let him come. Nobody's going to force you to drink. Amen? But it says, let him come and drink. Therefore, it is my responsibility to come to him and drink in of him. Are you listening to me? Say this with me. If any man thirsts. Are you thirsty tonight? Let him come unto me. Let him, let him come. Let him come unto me and drink. This is a place to drink. Why? Because he's here. I can't give you this living water, but Jesus can and Jesus will. So let us come unto him and drink. If the world can drink like they do, how much more should the body of Christ drink in of the Holy Ghost and display to them true Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled intoxication? Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Woo, glory to God. So Jesus said, if any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me. Are you a believer? As the scripture has said, out of our belly, out of our belly, there's going to be an overflow that takes place. Out of our belly, we shall overflow, hallelujah, with rivers of living water. This world is empty. This world is devoid of power. This world is looking for what you have. This world is looking for what we have. And what we have doesn't come from this earth. What we have comes from heaven by the Holy Spirit with rivers of living water. Woo! Glory to God. Say with me, I got a river of life. It's flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk. 
and the blind to see. It opens prison doors. It sets the captives free. I've got a river of life. 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 And it's flowing. It's flowing. It's moving. It's flowing out of me. Glory to God. Yes, 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 yes. You didn't think you were going to come to church tonight and get three points in a poem, I hope. But this spake he of the Holy Spirit. Here's, here it is, folks. Something supernatural happens in your belly when you drink. Rivers of living Zoe, the God kind of life, of the water of life flows freely. It's water from heaven. I'm telling you, folks, there's something in the water. There's something in the water. You know, at some of our dances in our school, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school in St. Louis Park over there near Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, we, we would have dances. We'd have the, you know, the homecoming and different things. And, and uh, one, of, one of the things we like to do, we like to spike the punch. And so the teachers, you know, they, they were constantly looking around. Where's that Thomas guy? I know he's got something in his coat accusations of us spiking the punch well thank god aren't you glad our punch has done been spiked spiked with what spiked with the power of god spiked with the presence of god and all we've got to do is come unto him and drink say with me there's something in the water think about it everything that is in god is in this water Wisdom, healing, joy. Come on, everybody smile a little bit. It's going to be all right. Going to be all right. Peace, satisfaction, and the love of God. And here's what I've discovered. There ain't no dead services when this water is flowing. I'm going to say it again. There ain't no dead services. When this water of life is flowing. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said the most important thing. The one thing that counts. Is that we see what we are filled. See that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And that we are see to that we are filled to overflowing. He said our only safeguard from dropping back into neutral. Into natural minds. From which we can never get anything. Is to be filled Again and again with the Spirit of God and to be taken on to new visions and revelations. And I believe that that's what is happening in our church. I believe this, that we are experiencing overflow. Overflow has much more to do with just money. It includes money. It includes divine prosperity. And thank God we have divine prosperity. And thank God we have money. Amen? If God's got it, we can get it. He said the silver and the gold is mine. But overflow has much more to do with just that. There's such a thing as being overflowing with the grace of God. How about this? Overflowing with the abundance of God's love. Overflow 
in every area of life. Overflowing with the goodness of God. Overflowing with the life of God. Remember Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, the last part of that in the Amplified, the first part says, The thief cometh not for, for to steal, to kill and destroy. But what would you come for, Jesus? I come that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full. Till what? Until it overflows. And so we're overflowing then with the God kind of life. That sounds like Ephesians 3.20 to me. Amen. His ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power, according to the life of God that's at work in us. Oh, thank you, Lord. This abundant life is beyond measure. It's limitless. It's exceeding. It's surpassing. And here's what I had in my spirit. Expect in your life... Abundant overflow. Expect in your life abundant overflow. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm expecting abundant overflow, a surplus, a limitless, an excessive amount of overflow. Of your goodness, of your grace, of your provision, of your peace in my life. Glory to God. Glory to God. I got some things in my heart the other day. I was going to get my hair cut. You know, every guy needs a haircut now and then. Just ask Brother George. He, was, he, he had to get one recently. But anyway, I was on my way to get a haircut. And I've been praying in the Holy Ghost. And I've been praying for you and, and praying about uh, how gracious and how loving and how generous you have been as a congregation. Not only in this season of joy of generosity, but uh, I believe that we have a church that is second to none. I believe that with all my heart. And you know, when you've had the privilege of being senior pastors for decades and decades and decades, you have an ever, ever growing love for the people that you minister to. And just in my spirit, as I was, as I was driving, words started coming up. And I had to finally stop. And then I put the little recorder on and I recorded what the Spirit of God, I believe, was impressing me with. And this has to do with the seeds that you have sown recently. But it also has to do with the seeds that you have sown in yesterday and yesteryear and yesterdecade. These are not only seeds financially, but these are seeds of service. I said these are seeds of service. These are seeds of prayer. These are seeds of love that you have shown to the community. To the extent now that on Friday mornings, there's about 50-some families that show up to get groceries. That's a seed of life. That's an overflow. 
into their homes. Seeds. Everyone say seeds. Seeds. You want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord gave me? Well, let me first read a couple of scriptures to you. I don't have a long word, but I have a good word. You could have said amen a little louder than that. Thank you. Finally found a friend or two. Let me just quote a few things to you. Deuteronomy 28.11 says this, that we will have a surplus of prosperity. The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. I'm speaking that over you. I speak this over you as the congregation. You shall have more than an adequate supply. It's like the message translation says that he will lavish you with good things. You know better than to let things dominate your thinking. The dominant thought we have is the king and seeking him first. But the king has no difficulty in pouring out his lavish things on his sons and daughters whose hearts are perfect toward him. And I believe I'm looking at a congregation both in this house and online and those that will watch in the future whose hearts are perfect toward them. Overflow. Expect an uncontainable supply and surplus to come your way. The NIV says the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. The voice translation says the eternal will give you more than enough of every good thing. Glory to God. What does surplus mean? It means excess. It means extra. It means leftover. It means overflow. And it means plenty. Rick Renner, who is a Greek scholar, quoted Philippians 4.19 like this. My God will supply, and I speak this over each and every one of us. My God shall supply your needs so completely that He will eliminate all your deficiencies. He will meet all your physical and tangible needs until you are so full, you have no more capacity to hold anything else. He will supply all your needs until you are totally filled, packed, full, and overflowing. To the point of bursting at the seams and spilling over. That's overflow. That's literally what Philippians 4.19 is saying to you and to me. Before I share with, with you what I believe the Spirit of God gave me, I want to lead you in a confession. Say it with me. I am living in the overflow. It is a land... Overflowing with the goodness of God. I have a surplus of prosperity. I have more than enough. My storehouses, they are full and overflowing. I and my family are furnished in abundance. 
and we receive multiple streams of income. The Lord is blessing us more and more. Say this one real strong. My cup is running over. Let's praise Him for it. My cup is running over. <laughs> My cup is running over. Your cup is running over. Your businesses are bursting at the seams. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I'm going to read to you like I spoke it into my phone. I'm sensing in my spirit supernatural harvest, supernatural intervention, a supernatural supply on all the seeds that have been given and sown into the joy of generosity. I am sensing a quick turnaround. I am sensing an accelerated harvest on the seeds that have been planted. Oh, let it be. Let it be. Acceleration. A quick turnaround. Come on, everybody. Pray it out. A quick turnaround. Acceleration. 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 On the harvest. I'm sensing a quick turnaround. Accelerated harvest. On seeds that have been planted. They shall come up quickly. For it is the last days. And know this that I am working in the background. He, listen, folks, he's working on some things right now that you can't see with your natural eye. He's working. He's working. He's working on those things that eyes have not seen. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I get excited about that. I get excited about that. He's working on your debt freedom. He's working on our debt freedom here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Come on, everybody, and say, He's working, He's working, He's working, He's working. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> For it is God who is all the while at work in you, both to do and to will of His good pleasure. You are my pleasure, says the Lord. And it has given me great pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. And in my kingdom, I've given you the keys of authority and the keys of dominion. So rise up. Take your keys. Take your authority. And take your dominion. And demand that Satan and all of his lying cohorts take his hands off all of your affairs. All of your family. All of your bodies. All of your minds. All of your finances. Say with me, hands off devil. I'm talking to you in the name of Jesus. When you talk to him, don't look up, look down. Because that's exactly where he is. He is under your feet. Ooh, glory. What is man? 
that thou art mindful of him. And the son of man that you visited us. And you have literally placed all things under our feet. I'm sensing a quick turnaround. Accelerated harvest on the seeds that have been planted. They shall come up quickly. For it is the last days. And know this, that I am working in the background. So don't be moved by what you haven't seen. But rather be moved by what I am seeing. God is seeing it. He's working on it. And if you will just stand in confidence and in trust, you will see the salvation of the Lord in your life. Hallelujah. But rather be moved by what I'm seeing, for it won't be long before the harvest comes to your home. Say it it's not going to be long. It won't be long. Hallelujah. He's working. He's working. He's working on something big. He's working on something big. <laughs> He's working on something big. Glory to God. Don't cast away your confidence. Like we taught this morning, don't shrink back in fear, but move forward. Step in, step up, move up, and move forward in the plan of God. Amen? Just a little bit more. Supernatural intervention will speed up your harvest. And then he said this, this came to me three times. Angels... Angels, angels are at work. Come on, say it with me. Angels, 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 they are at work. And then this came to me, causing your manifestation and your supply to show up quickly. Hallelujah. 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 And then this thought came to me. God is at work behind the scenes. And by what we can see with our natural eyes. And behind what we can see with our natural eyes. But don't look with your natural eye. But look at the harvest with the eyes of your heart. Folks, if you can see it, you can seize it. And if you can say it, and you can hold fast to it, you can have it. Amos chapter 3 now. Amos chapter 9. And look with me at verse 13. Did you want to help me out with this a little bit, sweetie? You, you, you're perked up over there. You look so pretty. Yeah, I think you have something. Amos, chapter 9, verse 13. Pastor Tom may need me to help me with this one. Amos 9, 13. Behold, the days come. Say it with me. These days are here now. Says the Lord. So we know the Lord is speaking. That the plowman, the harvester... <laughs> 
is going to overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him that sows seed. And the mountain shall drop with sweet wine, and the hills shall melt. Look at this in the Amplified says. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman will overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. And the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. That is, everything heretofore barren and unfruitful shall overflow with spiritual blessing. Woo, glory to God. In other words, the seed is going to come up so quick that there'll be hardly enough time to harvest it. Woo, glory to God. Those things which have been planted are coming up quickly. I say unto you, it is harvest time. It is your harvest time. It is your year of more. It is your year than more and more and more. More than enough is our God. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He is a miracle working God. He can cause the seed that's planted in hot soil to come up quickly and for you to harvest it for the glory of God. Stand up, everybody. Let's give him praise. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's something to rejoice about. That's something to be happy about. That's something to give thanks to God for on New Year's Eve. Hallelujah! Woo! Maha. Ramasike. Ha, 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 Pastor Tom. Ha, ha, ha. Woo, glory to God. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was reminded of Isaiah chapter 9. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you like those rejoicing over the harvest. Hallelujah. So that's what we're doing right now. Harvest time is a happy time. And you just heard that word. We are in a season of reaping. That's harvest. Woo! I'm telling you, growing up on the farm when it was harvest time everybody had a job to do we all had our work to do but we were happy happy to do it because we knew when the harvest came in we were going to get new clothes we were going to get new toys we were going to get a trip hallelujah listen it's harvest time and it's time to rejoice glory to God Somebody start the combines. Start the trucks. Glory to God. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. time. We're the reaping generation. (laughs) We rejoice. We rejoice. It's a season of. 